Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. We have a wonderful program in store for you. If you are a speaker or if you are interested in moths or stonecroft in any way, maybe you are a speaker booker for them or a participant, a leader, or someone who wants to get involved, our guests today are going to help you understand a little bit more about MOPS International, which stands for Mothers of Preschoolers, as well as Stonecroft Ministries. Our first guest is going to share the first half hour with us, and then Lorraine Potter call-out of Stonecroft will share the second half hour with us. Our guest during the first half hour is Sherry Surratt. She's the CEO of Mothers of Preschoolers International and is passionate about moms and leaders. She joined MOPS from a background in ministry, helping pastors and church leaders at Leadership Network. Prior to this, she served as central support pastor for 13 campuses of Seacoast Church in South Carolina. Sherry lives with her husband, Jeff, and in Denver, has two children, Mike and Brittany, a daughter-in-law, Hillary, and two gorgeous granddaughters, Maggie, Claire, and Molly Rose. Welcome to you, Sherry. Oh, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Well, I am so glad that you could join us. And my heart during this half hour is to help gals who are listening understand um, the diff, like what MOPS is, first of all, but also how they can get involved if they're a speaker, if they're a mom who wants to join, if they're uh, someone in leadership as a speaker hostess uh, trying to find speakers. We're going to cover all of that in the next half hour. And I guess I just wanted to start and just allow you to give us a little bit of background. So maybe out of all the ministries that you could have worked with, Sherry, why did you personally choose to work with MOPS? Hmm, that's a great question, Marnie. And, you know, um, MOPS is just such an incredible organization that really does a lot of different things. And sometimes people really don't realize all that it does. Um, MOPS does stand for Mothers of Preschoolers. I sometimes get asked the question from people who are not familiar with the organization if it's a cleaning company. (laughs) No, it is not. We specialize... On, we specialize uh, on young moms, moms of babies, moms of uh, toddlers, all the way up through the preschool age. And the reason why we do is the research shows us, we partnered with Barna Research a while back, and it really let us know that the mom in that particular stage has very particular needs. Many times uh, she spends more time at home um, than she will um, at other times in her motherhood just because of the needs of a baby or a small child, and so she's a little bit more isolated. And um, she really has a need for connection and friends and parenting help, you know, especially that first-time mom maybe who does not have her mom near her and really needs just to talk about potty training and, you know, uh, introducing those first foods and what do you do about uh, tantrums and how do you get your baby to sleep through the night. There's so many different questions. And that's what MOPS does is we meet those felt needs of a mom. You know, moms uh, have... Uh, needs that are so immediate. Uh, They want to think about the future of their child, but they also want to think about how do I solve this issue that I'm facing today? And that's exactly what MOPS does through providing a circle of moms in that same stage and also mentor moms, moms who are a little bit older, who um, have experience, who can just come and put a a friendly, comforting arm around you as a mom and say, Mm -hmm. it's going to be okay. And it's a great place just to ask questions. 
So we provide curriculum for the group itself, great discussion items. We spend a lot of time researching what is it that a mom wants to talk about and what would help her most. And we're really excited about our theme uh, that will start this next fall in our MOPS groups called Be You Bravely. And so we're talking about how can you be a brave mom? How can you be the best that you can possibly be? And we provide also leadership training for young women. And uh, that's a part of the organization that I absolutely love because many young moms don't realize they have leadership abilities. And within their mops mm -hmm. group, they can lead in so many different ways. And we give them specific training to do that. Awesome. Well, I was just... Uh in Michigan last week doing some speaking engagements and one of them was with a MOPS group and I heard this new theme for next year, Be You Bravely. I love that. I, I always define um, busy as best unique strategies for you and I encourage gals that the most important thing we can do uh, is trust God but then trust Him that He made us uniquely exactly how He wanted us and that's hard for us to do. So I love that theme. Yeah. Now we're going to talk a lot today about speaker opportunities and different things like that. But before we get to that, um, maybe just speaker opportunities. What are some other opportunities for women who want to work with or maybe even grow with, attend or grow with moms? Yeah, one of the best things that you can do is find out uh, the closest MOPS group to you if you are a young mom. And uh, what I love to tell moms is, uh, being a mom is one of the most important things that you can do. I hate the phrase, I'm just a mom. You know, there really is no such thing. Mm -hmm. Because a mom is a world changer. She's an influencer. She's shaping the future of tomorrow uh, right there in her own home for her children. And so don't do it alone. It's too big of a job. So to find a MOPS group near you, you can go on our website, mops.org, and we have uh, a uh, up at the top, it'll it'll say find a group, and we have a search tool. All you have to do is just pop in your zip code, and you can put the parameter of how close you want that mob group to be. And the tool will tell you what are the mob groups that are meeting nearby. And uh, it's a great opportunity for you just to reach out to that leader and uh, find out when they meet, where they meet, and uh, jump in. Now, many of our MOPS groups do take some time off in the summer from their regular meeting times, but most of our groups have special activities going through the summer. They'll have a park play day or um, a day when they'll just walk in the mall together or some other kind of fun activity. So even though we're heading into summer, don't hesitate to reach out to uh, your group, and you can find out which one is nearest by, to you by just using that search tool. We yeah, also have our website. Yeah, it is. And we also, on our website, we have a great blog called Hello Darling. And uh, we want every mom just to join us um, there. We, we discuss lots of great um, mom topics, but we also share recipes and just all kinds of things. We talk about marriage. We talk about friendships. We talk about being a mom. And so we invite you just to hop on mops.org and pop on our Hello Darling, This is Motherhood blog. That's great. That's great. Okay, so describe to us a typical meeting, maybe how it's divided up, and what role a speaker might play at the meeting. Yeah, um, MOPS groups are so much fun. I try to visit as many as I possibly can, and uh, a lot of our groups will run like this. Um, they will start 
uh, probably 9 or 10 in the morning, and childcare is provided um, because everybody who's coming has young children, and so they do provide childcare. Usually there's a meal, and um, that's usually coordinated by the hospitality coordinator of the group. That's a leadership position that you might want to consider in the group, and uh, there's usually uh, lots of delicious things to uh, to try, and you can sit down and have a meal sitting with other young moms, and so it's such a great time. One thing that MOPS groups do really well is they recognize that many young moms never get the opportunity just to be able to sit and finish a whole meal uninterrupted, so they really do uh, provide that at the beginning. Uh, some of our groups after that will do a craft or an activity, and we provide all the ideas, suggestions for those things that you can do in the group um, to kind of get moms connected. And many of our groups will then use one of our curriculum segments for discussion. We provide um, video uh, discussions uh, through leaders around the country and um, uh, then they give you table time to be able to talk with the other ladies at your table about one of the talks about, or many of our groups will move into a time of a speaker. And sometimes that's a short devotional that's given by a mentor mom, or they will bring in an outside speaker to come in and talk about um, a myriad of topics that relate to a young mom. Sometimes the speakers will speak about... Um, something in your home, um, how to organize your home, how to uh, build a family calendar, how to have a family night um, where you engage your young children and your husband. And um, other topics will range from what to cook for dinner or um, uh, how to take care of yourself as a mom to pay attention to your emotional needs. Sometimes they'll bring in a speaker to talk about marriage or how to specifically care for your baby. Um, pediatricians, um, pediatric nurses, uh, anybody in the community who offers a service that is meaningful to a young mom, um, sometimes those are the guest speakers. And they really try to cover a range of topics um, that speak to a young mom and what she wants to know about or talk about today. Absolutely. It's so beautiful because um, each group is unique and then each group has like goals of their own as well as the main curriculum. So, um, so you really need to just work with the, with the leadership of each group to find out if your topic might be something they'd consider. But, you know, so many things affect moms. Uh, you know, almost everything in the world affects moms. So there's just a lot of, a lot of room there. So when a, when a speaker might be thinking about Speaking to a MOPS group, is there anything in particular she can do, like let's let's say in comparison to a different group, so she would always pray about it, I'm assuming she would always study and she would always prepare, but when she thinks about a MOPS group in particular, is there anything that you can give her as advice how to really prepare for this particular group? Yeah, you know, a great question to ask as a speaker is, you know, how, what would I need if I was sitting in the chair um, of the young mom? And uh, young moms love to hear from other young moms. So if there are any young moms out there who really want to be able to speak on a topic, um, you're perfect because you're, you're, you know what it means to be a young mom. But even uh, someone who's maybe your children are a little older or maybe you have some other type of 
um, uh, information to bring, a good way to start to prepare is just to think about what does that young mom in the group, what do I think she wants, and to think about that from your own standpoint. If I was her, what would I want to hear? What do I need? What questions do I have that I would want a speaker to answer? And kind of start thinking there in preparing information. We always encourage uh, uh, people who want to speak at a MOPS group to contact the leader of the group and just ask and say, what are the needs of your moms? And, um, you know, how could I think about how could I provide those, those needs? How could I answer their questions? And to really kind of think about that from that standpoint, what could I bring to the table that would be unique that a, a young mom might want to know? And, uh, you know, think about your experience as a young mom. Young moms love to hear stories from other young moms. So think about the things that you have gone through, maybe the things that you worry about and what you did um, to address that, things that you have used in your own home that work. Young moms love to hear great strategies, great ideas that they know work, and they love to hear it from another mom who has tried those things. So uh, we really try to encourage a speaker to really think about what are the needs of a young mom and how could they meet those needs. I love it when you were talking about young moms love to hear young moms speak. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And my kids, uh, my kids are, our kids are now in their early 20s or in their 20s. And uh, I just spoke at this mops group and they had me speak about legacy, which made me feel a little old, but it was great. <laughs> but, you know, there's yeah. always something you can share. Even if you've been out of the diaper stage for a long time, there's really a lot that you can still share. We're going to come right back and talk about some tips and strategies for connecting and contacting MOPS leaders in a local area and some other uh, local meetings or other ways that you can get involved. We'll be right back. Well, as we record this, we're just finishing the May 21-day win. Today was our last day for May, and we had so many great winners. It's so much fun to help gals identify and clarify a goal and go for it and achieve it. And so that's what we do at 21-day win. This afternoon, we're talking with our guest right now, Sherry Seraf, the CEO of MOPS organization and uh, Mothers for Preschoolers, and we're going to talk a little bit right now about some tips and strategies for actually connect, Sherry. Um, you mentioned earlier that at the top of the page of the MOPS.org uh, site, there's a way to find local groups. Now, is that a, a good way for a speaker to actually go about finding a, a leader? Well, really that the search tool is the best way to find out about a MOPS group near you that you might want to attend. But you can also uh, use that tool just to put in a zip code and to find where the local MOPS groups are. And most of our MOPS groups meet at churches. And then you can contact that church to uh, uh, find out from the leader um, you know, what her needs are. And our MOPS groups really do love to use local people who have a great message for young moms and have um, things to offer them. So it really is a good way to be able to find out about the group. A great question just to ask um, before you ask, you know, can I speak at your group? A great question to ask is, what, what does your group need? And uh, what are the biggest needs of your MOPS group? And how could I help? And, uh, you know, sometimes 
a way to um, find out about a group is just to come and visit and to meet with the leader and talk with her about the questions that the young moms are asking. Another way to really find out about um, topics and things that young moms are talking about is to pop on our blog that I mentioned a while ago, Hello Darling, This is Motherhood. And uh, it's a great page just to find out what is it that moms want to hear about. And uh, I pop on there regularly just to make sure I'm staying in touch with uh, what young moms are thinking. And you know, a great way to um, uh, just get connected is to think about writing. If you're a blogger and um, you want to contribute, we would love to hear from you. So if you pop on Hello Darling on our mops.org slash blog, uh, we have all kinds of information. You can contact us through that. You can uh, find out information if you're a blogger. Uh, you can read some of the articles. One of our top articles right now is called Five Things I Refuse to Feel Guilty For as a Mother. That is a hot topic for young moms. You know, uh, they deal with guilt. They, there's never enough time in the day to get everything done. And so that's a great thing to speak about. It's also a great thing to write about. And so if you have writing skills, I also encourage you to um, check this out. Let us know if you're a mommy blogger. If you are, we want to know you're out there. We also have a blog role where we um, position uh, great mom blogs because we don't want to just position our content, but we want to also let other moms know about other great mommy blogs that are out there as well. So um, that's a great opportunity too. That's great. Now let's talk about money for a minute because there's many speakers who are available to come and they are are just available for ministry. They don't aren't looking at speaking as an income generator. But there are other speakers who really have to cover the cost of living through their speaking. And so let's just be um, kind of forthright right here about the position of MOPS as far as it comes to paying speakers. Well, for our local groups, that's really up to the local group. And, uh, you know, for MOPS International, we don't pay speakers to speak at the local groups. And um, uh, most of our speakers will volunteer their time and just because they are so passionate about young moms. Um, sometimes when you speak at a group, they'll give you a gift card or something like that. But again, these are young moms who don't have a lot of money, and everybody who's leading that group is a volunteer. Nobody is getting paid. And so we really encourage uh, speakers who really are passionate about young moms just to go into a kind of knowing this is a ministry. Um, and so uh, it, it's really an opportunity to volunteer and to impact moms um, through that. Absolutely. One of the things that I like to do, and for you speakers who are listening, is when I travel to speak anyway, okay, so I'm going somewhere to speak, then at that point, get a hold of the local MOPS group. Actually, it's really beautiful on the MOPS org site. You can actually look at the, um, you can look at the days that they actually meet. It shows you everything. It shows you their regular mm -hmm. meeting day. And so, like, for me, I have to rule out, you know, if it's the second and third Thursday or second and fourth Thursday and I'm going on the third Thursday, that week then obviously that group's ruled out. So then any that are remaining in play um, potentials, then I can just contact. I'm going to be in town anyway. I have that morning free. Um, could I come and share with your group? That's a wonderful way to not incur additional expenses. 
sense to go speak, but to have the opportunity to share your message that God put in your heart with an audience that otherwise you would never get to um, speak to. Now, Sherry, other yeah. than the local meetings, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, um, our MOPS leaders love to bring in speakers that they know um, have a heart for moms and that they know are really going to bring something of value. So a great thing to do is you know start with your groups that are very local and really form a relationship and see how you can help and get to know that group leader. And then if you get the opportunity to speak for them, then they can recommend you to another group because uh, MOPs, leaders love to hear from other MOPS leaders of, oh, you will want to have this speaker, and our moms really, really enjoyed her, and it was very meaningful for our group. And so that speaks very loudly when another group leader says, oh, what a great speaker. So I really would um, you know, start from the heart of uh, how can I serve your group, and um, then you, know, you can um, use your speaking uh, talents and abilities uh, once you kind of form a relationship with that group. Awesome. Great, great advice there. And other than local meetings, are there any other ways that MOF uses speakers? We have um, an annual uh, leadership convention. We'll be in Louisville, Kentucky at the beginning of October, um, October 1st through 3rd. And um, we uh, gather leaders from all over the country, really all over the world, because we have MOPS groups in 27 different countries as well. And so some of our leaders will fly here um, to the States to be able to be trained. We use speakers for keynote sessions, and we also use speakers for breakouts. I will say we're already full for uh, this um, opportunity in October, but uh, again, a great thing to do is to start with a local group. We really utilize speakers for our breakout sessions based on recommendations. So if we know that someone has written a book that is very meaningful for our young moms and really wants to hear more about that topic, we'll invite them to be a breakout speaker. If we know from a group um, that a speaker came and spoke at their group and was just uh, so meaningful and so helpful, sometimes we'll reach out and invite them to come and be a breakout speaker as well. Um, but you know, really, we try to utilize our own MOPS leaders as much as possible because we know that they are the ones who are on the ground working and really impacting at the local level. So if there are young moms out there, um, first I would encourage you to uh, get in a MOPS group for your own self and uh, really form relationships there and step up into leadership in the group that you are involved in. And then from that, there are so many leadership opportunities that arise just from serving in the leadership circle at your local MOPS group. If you are a mom whose children are a little older and you would love to be involved in a MOPS group at a local level, to know the leader and uh, volunteer to help with the group, maybe in childcare for the MOPS or as a mentor mom. Mentor moms play such a critical role in our groups, and many of our mentor moms will share devotionals, um, uh, you know, just help. Uh, spiritually in the group and help encourage the young moms, that's a great leadership opportunity as well. Awesome. Okay, we're running out of time here. Are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share with speakers who have a message from us? 
Um, I would say just start to pray. Pray for your local MOPS groups. One thing that I love, um, every once in a while someone will contact me and they'll say, um, I'm not a young mom, but I really have a heart for young moms. And so I just popped in my zip code, and I just wanted you to know I'm praying specifically for mm-hmm. the MOPS groups that are within a 10-mile radius of my area. How powerful is that? Um, and mm-hmm. then just to reach out to a leader to say, I'm praying for you. And what a great thing that you are doing to help the moms in your group. Just know that I'm here for you and I'm praying for you. That sends a very strong message to a leader. Prayer support is really, really important. And God does hear our prayers. And, you know, at the heart of it, um, ladies who are passionate about speaking to young moms, the reason they want to do that is because they're passionate about young moms. And so I encourage speakers, start with prayer. Pray for your leaders of the MOPS groups in your area and the moms. Awesome. And then does MOPS have a theme birth, or do you have a personal theme birth for life? Well, do you know, I both, the answer to both is, is yes. Our theme verse for next year with our um, theme, Be You Bravely, we have a different theme verse every year that goes along with our theme. This next year, it's Isaiah 43:19, and it says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And, you know, the verse right before that um, says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. And our theme this year is encouraging moms to look forward with courage, to step bravely into the you that God has called you to be as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as a leader. And we love that verse. We've just got it plastered all over the (laughs) office here in the Denver area. And we really truly believe God is calling moms everywhere to really step up, be brave. God has a new brave thing for you in this next year. Personally, my theme verse is Zephaniah 3, verse 17, and it says, The Lord is with you wherever you go. He is mighty to save you. He will take great delight in you and quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. You know, that is my go-to verse, Marnie, when... Um, um, maybe everyone else is not thrilled with me. (laughs) I remind myself, even when I make mistakes, even when I mess up, even when I'm less than perfect, which is every day, God still delights in me. And God created me to be the woman, uh, and he has a great plan for me. And uh, he is smiling at me. He's cheering for me. He not only loves me, but he likes me. And that verse reminds me of that every day. That is so awesome. Well, this is Marty Swedberg. I've been visiting today with Sherry Surratt, the CEO of Moss Organization, Mothers of Preschoolers. Sherry, thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. What an honor. And to any moms listening, I just want to say you rock. You make the biggest (laughs) difference in the world through your own children in your own home. So let me encourage you today that your job is big, and we at Moms, we're here for you. We're praying for you every day. Uh, thank you so much. You guys want to check out more about that at mops.org. And that was Sherry Surratt, CEO of Mops. We're going to take a little break and come back with our next guest, Lorraine Potter at from Stonecroft. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and you're visiting with us today at Marnie's Friends Radio Show. Today, our topic is speaker opportunities with Stone Cross, and we just finished an interview with Sherry Surratt from Moffin, and we're going to move in the second half hour here into an interview with Stone Cross CEO, Lorraine Pottercolo. She was compelled to help Stone Cross volunteers to take the life-changing message of the cross to women worldwide, where they are, and as they are. Her experience includes more than 25 years of marketing, product management, consulting, strategy, and executive roles in tech companies and nonprofits. Lorraine served in volunteer roles in the local church and for parachurch ministries with Cruise Executive Ministries on the founding team of Redeemer Church in New York City and as a year-long missionary in Moscow, USSR. Lorraine received her bachelor's of science from Duke University and her master's of... Uh, welcome to you, Lorraine. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm so glad that you could be here with us this afternoon. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad I could get okay. here, too. Yeah, good. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in, and I have, I have a question I want to ask you personally first, and then we're going to talk about how people can get involved as speakers and in other ways with Stonecrop. But first of all, you know, out of all the ministry organizations that you could have worked with, why did you choose Stonecrop? You know, yeah, the first question you asked me, Marty, is one that's hard to get through without crying. Because I really didn't pick Stonecroft. Stonecroft picked me. In fact, God picked me to do this. I was sitting in my backyard in Tennessee in another job, and I was praying about um, the fact that my husband needed uh, better health care, and we needed to get better insurance. So um, I was con convinced to pray a big, hairy, audacious prayer. And I listed everything I would want in a job, because if I was going to have to go back to the secular world uh, to get insurance, I really didn't want to do that. I wanted to go stay in ministry. So the first thing I said is lead a woman's ministry. And three days later, I got an email from a friend, and it said, I thought you might be interested in this job. And when I opened it up, it said Stonecroft Ministries. I'd heard about Stonecroft but 25 years prior. Everything I prayed for was listed in that job description, and every when they listed talked about the person they wanted for that position, it was me. At that moment, I knew mm -hmm. God had called me to this position, and I realized that he had been preparing me my whole life to work for Stonecroft. So I didn't show wow. Stonecroft with me. Oh, that's, that's quite a story. That's really cool. And before we get to talking about speaker opportunities, maybe you can just give us a brief overview of Stonecroft and that maybe there's people listening that don't even know what Stonecroft is. So just, Lorraine, go ahead and take a couple minutes and just explain what it is and what kind of opportunities there are for all women. Many people are familiar with the title Christian Women's Club um, rather than the term Stonecroft. But 75 years ago, a woman named Mrs. Helen Duff-Baugh started praying, Lord, how do I reach people in my community with the gospel? And God answered her prayer, and she started what was Christian Women's and Professionals Club and Christian Women's Club, various forms of evangelistic outreach where they took the gospel out of the church, out to where women were living, in the workplace, in the country club, in, in uh, restaurants, and so all we have been doing for 75 years and hope to do for another 75 or until Jesus comes back is tell people about Jesus. Tell women specifically how they can have a relationship with the God of the universe through his son, Jesus Christ. That's what we're about, telling people about Jesus and hoping that women can start a relationship with God through him. 
So maybe how um, how exactly do you do that? And, and it, I know it can't be like a 20-minute answer, but just um, what what kind of programs does Stonecroft offer right now? Well, what we've offered for most of the time is the opportunity for volunteers to get involved in putting on meetings, which I'll talk about in a minute, where a speaker shares the gospel. Okay, I want to tell you about several different speaking opportunities. Our most long-standing outreaches, we call them in some places Christian Women's Club, uh, Women's Connection, or After Five. And they occur on a regular basis, and they have a, a luncheon or a dinner, depending if it's after five or during the day. There's a feature of some sort, uh, maybe a fashion show, and then there, the speaker would um, come up, share their story and the gospel in it, give uh, the opportunity for people to make a decision uh, to receive Christ, and they can come up afterwards and speak with the speaker about that and receive some material as follow-up. And then we, the, the local volunteers follow up that woman and try to get her involved in Bible studies. Now that ministry, the one that's been going on, the, those, those ministries, the people that they're reaching are generally uh, boomers and builders. And so we're trying to reach uh, younger women, often with new forms of outreach. And if you have a background in military, we have a military ministry, and we specifically are looking for people with a military background to share the gospel with women on military bases in the context of their story. And what we do there is we, we throw a celebratory event for the military wives, the soldiers, women working on the bases to encourage them and lift them up. And those are followed up by ongoing Bible studies. But we need speakers who have the military background. Again, if you contact us through connections at stonecroft.org and you say you have a background in military and would like to share the gospel in the context of your story, we'll get the right people to get in touch with you about that. It's a growing ministry. We also are just now starting to pilot another ministry called Detox, Healthy Balanced Life. And in that case, we have speakers who are in something of a workshop environment, sort of uh, seminars and breakouts. We have speakers who talk about how to have a healthy mind, and often that's focused around budget and money. And we have speakers who talk about healthy life, and that's health, you know, physical health. And then we have speakers who share about healthy spirit, and that is your spiritual life and getting balance in those areas and detoxing yourself. And, of course, that leads into follow-up Bible studies. So we're not only looking for speakers, but also people who would be willing to lead follow-up studies and uh, discussion groups with these ladies who come to these events. So if you have any of those specialties, these are new ministries that we're launching and growing, and we're looking for speakers in those. And the women that, that we're ministering to are anywhere from 20 into, to 60 in those ministries. Okay, so just to make sure that we're clear here, the Christian Women's Club, the Women's Connections, and the After Fives, are those monthly meetings? It depends on the area. Sometimes they're monthly. Sometimes they're less frequent. Less frequent. Okay. And then how about the military ministries? How often are those? Those are typically once a year. And following that, we launch small group studies to keep our presence okay. and to keep working with these women. So those have been once a year, the same thing with the healthy, balanced living. Because obviously women today are so busy <laughs> with kids and jobs and everything that if you're going to be involved in outreach, it has to fit into your lifestyle. Cool. Well, this is Barney Spudberg. We're visiting right now with Lorraine Pottercolo of Stonecroft. 
Ministries. We're going to come right back and talk about uh, other ways that you can get involved with Stonecrop. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Marty Swedberg, and we are having a great afternoon today talking about ministry opportunities for speakers and for other people who want to get involved with a women's ministry. Uh, right now, we're visiting with Lorraine Porter Powell of Stonecroft, and Lorraine's been talking to us about the different types of programs available. Lorraine, as we come back into this um, second half here, when you think about uh, the ministry of Stonecroft, Maybe can you just spend a moment talking about the heart of a speaker, like how she could prepare, uh, and I know that you guys have a training there that she would go through first, but how she could prepare maybe differently than she would for any other event. Well, I think the first thing is to ask yourself if you have a heart to see women start a relationship with God through Jesus. That's, that's what's behind our ministry and our volunteers is you're just passionate to see lives transformed through the gospel message and to bring hope and healing and everything and a relationship with God to women because that will infuse your talk. And that's probably the number one thing is do you want to be used by the Lord to help um, women come to Christ? And one of the things we do, and I failed to mention this, if you want to know more about our speaker ministry, you can go to stonecroft.org backslash. But also what we have there is something that can help you just in your everyday life prepare your story in three to four minutes so that anybody you're talking to, whether it's from a podium or just sitting next to somebody on a park bench or even just shopping with a friend, you can very easily get into your story and include the gospel presentation in a winsome and loving way so that that woman can hear how they can, she can start a relationship with God. So that's one thing. Is, is, is this your passion? And then secondly, just prepare your three-minute, three or four-minute um, story. And again, we have information on stonecrop.org.speaker. And when you become a speaker for us, you're just expanding on that story. And in terms of preparation, some of these new outreaches we're doing we're learning the preparation as we go. So if you're entrepreneurial and you'd like to help define something, that's the place you might want to join us. Mm, beautiful. That's really cool. Um, and I just encourage you, if you're even if you're not a speaker, go over there and too, take that training that's online to learn how to do that. that. That will always be helpful. I just believe in being really intentional and being prepared so that if God gives an opportunity, you're ready to walk through the door. And one other thing that I didn't mention, I mentioned the, the new outreaches we're doing, the Healthy Balance Living, the military, but we're also starting a movement of prayer. If you have a heart to speak to God, that's what prayer is, and you, want, and you have a heart to tell people about Jesus, around the country, uh, over nine, I believe it's about 900 women are praying monthly in 150 groups for God to show them new ways to share the gospel with women in their communities. And that could lead to an opportunity to speak, but it's just a great way to gather with other Christians in your community and say, God, what do you want us to do next? And we call it Stonecross Praise, P-R-A-Y-S, but it's named after your community. So I will soon be starting Overland Park Praise here in Kansas. So if you have a heart for evangelism, that's something you can do. You can just start to pray with other people, Lord, show us how we can effectively take the message to women in our community. That's just such a great, that's such a great prayer 
uh, that we can just all be praying. And then if you want to, you know, we're two or three or gather, there's more power there. Uh, is that just at the, if they go to the front page at Stonecroft, is that an easy link to find? Yes, it is. Okay, great. Great. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm so grateful that you are here today. Lorraine, does, um, does Stonecroft have a theme verse as a ministry? Yeah, we have a theme verse from last year and another one this year, but they're similar, and I'll share them. Last year's was 1 Corinthians 9.16. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. And Paul didn't say that because he was worried that God would be mad at him. He said it because he was so in love with Jesus Christ that mm-hmm. he wanted to introduce other people to his Lord. And then mm-hmm. he says in 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 15 and 20 through 21, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. We are therefore Christ's ambassador, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God, who made, made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And if you're mm-hmm. compelled... To share the gospel, and you want to use your speaking gift to do so, just check us out. Mm, that's so cool. How about you, Lorraine? Do you have a personal favorite Bible verse? I've had this since I was in my 20s last year, joking. <laughs> Philippians 3, 7 through 8. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ. It doesn't matter what happens to us in this life. It doesn't matter what trials come our way, as long as each day we know Jesus better than we knew him the day before. Amen. Amen. That's so true. That's so true. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, Lorraine. Thank you so much for having me, Marnie. You bet, and uh, I'm looking forward to great things from Stonecroft under your leadership, and it's going to be fun to watch and see what God's going to expose to you guys as ways to reach women and communities as the years go by. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, and you have a great day, everybody. Okay, and you guys can learn more about that over at stonecroft.org. Stonecroft.org has all those details. Fantastic. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and I we're so excited to have you with us this afternoon. And our next guest is Lori Hart, and she's one of our speakers over at womenspeakers.com, but she's also a Stonecroft Ministries speaker and has been for a few years. Not only that, Lori is also a Stonecroft speaker consultant. So she works with the trainers, she works with the speakers, and also with the divisional field directors at Stonecroft to help make sure that the speakers are ready to go for the Stonecroft ministry leaders who are seeking speakers. And I'm so excited to have you here, Lori. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Marnie. Lori, you've been speaking with Stonecroft for three years, and how is it that you actually got started doing that? I actually got started uh, by, I located a local Stonecroft club that meets every month in the Sacramento region of California. And I went there to talk to somebody about speaking for Stonecroft and got involved with the club, the local club, and began to work with them to plan events and that sort of thing. And at that point, inquired about speaking for Stonecroft. 
and they directed me into the area of finding a, a regional speaker trainer and got that process started that way. Okay. And with Stonecroft, like we mentioned earlier, there are some specific things that you need to do. You can't just say, I want to speak for you, call me. Uh, you have to, there's a little process that you have to go through there. And the starting place then is either at the website or to go to a local group or to find out who your regional director is. Is that correct? Yes, there's actually a couple of ways, and there is a process. You can you go to stonecroft.org, and there is a couple of ways that you can get started. One of the fastest and quickest ways would be to go to stonecroft.org, and on the volunteer tab, there is something called an easy group finder. And you can look up your state and your general area, and they will give you a list of clubs that may be meeting. And I recommend that because it's a great way to get involved uh, with at the local level and get a little bit of the flavor of how a Stonecroft luncheon may run. The other thing that you can do is, again, go to stonecroft.org slash speakers, and there's a whole description on how to get started for speaking for Stonecroft. Um, there is an approval process. They will point you into the direction of what is known as a regional speaker trainer and or Stonecroft speaker consultant like myself who will begin to work with you to develop a Stonecroft-approved story. Awesome. Okay, and then once a speaker has been approved with Stonecroft, and okay, now we've gone through the, the different training levels and we've submitted the paperwork and all that. Now, once into that database of approved speakers, what happens? Like how do you get found or how do you, do you go ahead and contact additional groups or how does that go after that? What happens is once you become approved to speak for Stonecroft, that regional speaker trainer or Stonecroft speaker consultant maintains a database for that region or that area which she is responsible for. And what we do is periodically as those lists, the database becomes updated or added to, we get that information out to, what is the, to the club chairpersons and let them know that there's a new Stonecroft speaker on our database that's approved to speak at the clubs. And so we take care of making sure that that exposure and that update is provided to the clubs. We ask the speakers to not personally contact each of the different clubs. And then what happens after that is the Stonecroft speaker consultants and the regional speaker trainers talk to each other, and if that approved speaker, if her story is, some, is a story that can be shared successfully in another region, um, we will share that information with the, other, with the other regional speaker trainer or the Stonecroft speaker consultant. Um, generally, your first approval level is for the region that you live in or that you've trained for. Um, each of us as Stonecroft speaker consultants know our clubs well enough to know which type of speaker will work best for that club. Um, some, are, some clubs are very rural, and there's a certain type of talk that's developed for that kind of audience. Um, in my particular case, I live in the Sacramento region of California, so I have many clubs, and they're all very diverse. So I have the 
I guess, the opportunity and the blessing to maybe have um, a wider uh, a range of speakers, um, anything from rural to the inner city and urban type of audience. Cool. It's, it really reminds me more of a speaker's bureau than anything in that there is totally a middleman in between the speaker and the group that's bringing them in. And this middleman, which is in your case, Lori, for your region, it's you, but there's these all over the country um, and world, but um, this, this middleman then, or this middle woman, uh, really looks at the, gifted, the gifts of the speaker as well as the needs of the club and really does the connection, the connection points. Is that is my understanding correct? Absolutely. And, okay. uh, you know, and, and it's a little different um, speaking for Stonecroft in the sense that, you know, generally as a speaker, if you have a speaking ministry, you're doing a lot of your own promotion or your own advertisement, if you will. Um, but in, in some ways, you know, the Stonecroft speaker consultants and the regional speaker trainers are a little bit like having an agent. Um, right. They kind of take care of that exposure for you and that advertisement. Yeah, cool. And I know that it's possible, although this is not your typical scenario, but I know one of our speakers over women speakers actually was speaking 200 times a year, but this is several years ago. But her story was just meeting such a need, and she was just everywhere with Stonecroft. And uh, so I know that it's possible to get a lot of exposure with Stonecroft if the story actually matches exactly what the need is at the time. Let's go on and talk about other than local meetings and or regional meetings, are there other ways that Stonecroft uses speakers? Yes. As Lorraine mentioned, uh, there is the military ministry, which a couple of times a year or sometimes once a year, um, there will be a big military outreach, and that is a specific type of training you would receive after becoming an approved Stonecroft speaker. And again, the need would be for somebody to have a strong military background or knowledge of military life. Um, but there are times when we have special events and special trainings um, you know, that are annual or a little bit larger scale than a monthly club meeting where we would draw upon our speaker list that we have. And if that speaker can fit, you know, fill a need for, you know, a training workshop, for example, we would call on that person and ask them to share, you know, their knowledge or their skills for that particular workshop. Um, in my particular case, uh, I, for the last two years, I have coordinated, uh, along with several other people, uh, a conference called the Telling Your, Stonecroft Telling Your Story Conference. And we have drawn from Stonecroft speakers to help present training workshops that, you know, essentially train women to tell their unique faith story. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, of course, all of the speakers that are considered for these positions are Stonecroft qualified in the beginning. Not always, but you, but we have more that we draw from, you know, on that list than we just than going to the outside. Okay. okay. Yep. And then let's talk about uh, a lot of times when I go speak, and I know this is true for so many speakers. We have books that we take with to sell, and we're able to really um, let people know about what else we do beyond what we can share in the twenty or forty minutes or whatever. Um, how is Stonecraft about that? What what happens at the Stonecraft meetings? Is there that opportunity? Yes, if you have a book that you would like to bring with you when you speak, that book does need to be approved by your local regional speaker trainer or Stonecroft speaker consultant. Um, And we would allow you to do that um, with the understanding that somewhere in your book the gospel is presented. Uh, We do not 
encourage or actually we don't have you bring if you have a bible study book that you've written um, because stonecroft offers a, a wide range of bible studies already we ask that you don't bring those but if you have a book that maybe tells your personal story um, as long as the gospel is presented and reflected somewhere in there as long as that book has been reviewed by your local regional speaker trainer you are welcome to bring it and then we just ask that you would uh, pay 10% of any proceeds you earn from that to the Stonecroft Home Office. Okay. And then the last question I had on this on this one was, um, is there any kind of remuneration, or should a should a gal expect that she would come as a donation of her time, or is there is there any money exchange at all available through the Stonecroft speaking section? That's one of the great things about the Stonecroft Ministries is that you know ahead of time uh, what remuneration you'll receive. Generally, the remuneration only covers travel. Um, depending on where you are traveling to or going to, the average honorarium is between $50 and $100 to, to kind of help offset some of those travel expenses. But the, the nice thing is is that you do get a confirmation sheet and you do have a discussion with that club chairperson ahead of time, and so you will know going in what you would uh, receive for that speaking engagement. Okay, great. So if somebody is interested now in getting started with Stonecroft and they're either they're like, I just want to take the training and see what I think, or I just Sorry about that. This is Marnie. We had just a little technical difficulty there. We lost the end of that. But anyway, um, Lori went on to say that in order to get involved with Stonecroft, you would just want to go to stonecroft.org and just select the option there where you can get involved as a speaker. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Sherry Surratt, Lorraine, and also Lori for joining us. And thank you for joining us. I hope you'll have a wonderful rest of the day and a good week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Do you ever need speakers for dinners, retreats, conferences, or other women's events? Check out www.womenspeakers.com. It's the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,500 Christian women speakers, some near you, and some from every level of experience and fee range you can imagine. So you're sure to find lots of great speaker options for you and your next event over at www.womenspeakers.com. That's women speakers.com dot com.